Sunday, which is the day that the Holy Spirit was poured out after, after Jesus' resurrection. It was uh, so many days, like 50 days after that the, that, the, uh, the, uh, pen, that the day of Pentecost when the Holy Spirit was poured out. So next week is a, is a pretty important day. But we have some praise dancers that are coming, um, and they're absolutely amazing. I know we see a lot of praise dancers, but these girls are anointed. You know, some people are anointed to dance, and, you know, just like singers let me stop right there because that, that didn't sound like it was going to be nice. But I'm, seriously, you know, um, these girls can really dance and, and really they're anointed. And so I'm excited about them coming. So y'all be here next Sunday and bring somebody with you because that's going to be a special treat. Now today, um, Franklin Graham, have any of y'all heard about what Franklin Graham has, has called for uh, Christians everywhere to pray for the president? Now listen, you're like, I don't care about him. You might say, I didn't vote for him. I don't like him. I don't know him. I don't know. I, I am not happy with him. Join the club. There are several, you know, I mean, I'm not happy with everything that he tweets and everything that he does, but he is our president. He is our president. And um, he needs to be able to be presidential and do what he's called or what he's there to do. So um, let's look at this scripture, First Timothy 2, 1 through 3. It says, most of all, I'm writing to encourage you to pray with gratitude to God. Pray for all men with all forms of prayers and requests as you intercede with intense passion. And pray for every political leader and representative so that we would be able to live tranquil, undisturbed lives as we worship the awe-inspiring God with pure hearts. It's pleasing to our Savior God to pray for them. You say, well, I don't feel like praying for him. It, it has nothing to do with our feelings. What it has to do with is that it pleases God when we pray for those who are the leaders. Now, if you were the president of the United States, that would be a, a huge burden. That would be really heavy, wouldn't it? We're talking about warfare on a whole nother level. I mean, we have warfare in our, in our own little lives, but, I mean, he's fighting territorial demons. He's fighting, you know, there, there's a whole lot at stake. So we have to pray for him. So you know what? Let's take our moment right now, Acceleration. Could we stand and honor the presence of God? I know y'all are ready for the word, but I just want to obey and just do what God said. We pray for him usually every morning on our prayer call. But right now there's just something that's tangible about a proximity anointing where we're all in one place all together. (coughs) So if you would catch hands with the person, the Bible talks about touching and agreeing. So we're going to touch and agree and agree for him that God would help him, that God would, would bless him, and God would, would um, encourage him and empower him. I mean, it would be hard to turn on the news every day. I don't care who you are and see awful things that are said or, or written about you. And people say anything these days. Really, the people would just say anything these days. It doesn't even have to be true. They just say anything. So let's, because it pleases God, let's pray for him. Father, right now we lift up Donald J. Trump, who is our president of the United States. We pray for him, Lord God, and we bind every demonic activity that would happen. If you're baptized in the Holy Spirit, I want you to pray in tongues for him right now. We are in intercession. We are standing in the gap for him. We're standing between him and, and destruction, standing between him and, and evil, standing between him and, and whatever is, is on his life. God, we we just pray right now that Donald Trump would be saved. Father, we pray in Jesus' name that he would open his heart to you, open his heart to know you. He would open his heart to the wisdom of the Holy Spirit as he leads and guides our country. God, we pray that he would be filled with the wisdom of God, Lord, that, that goes beyond any, any knowledge that he has. But God, we pray that you would fill him with endurance, that you would fill him with, with uh, strength, spirit, mental, 
physical strength to be able to do what he's there to do. Lord, if he's elected, he didn't get there by chance. The word says that you set people up and you tear people down. So, God, we declare that he is set there by you. So we ask you, God, to lead him. We ask you, God, to protect him. We ask you, God, to to protect him from any um, assault or any terror attack or anything that would try to come against him to even take his life. life. We stand in the gap for him right now and declare no weapon formed against him shall prosper and every tongue that rises up against him will be shown to be in the wrong. God, this is the heritage of the servants of the Lord and their righteousness is of me. So we pray, Lord God, that you would help him, that you would that you would um, direct his steps, that he would have your thoughts, Lord God. Your your thoughts would come and invade his mind. Lord, we just pray that he would have self-discipline to, to hold the office that he holds in a high esteem and walk with integrity and not just say any old thing on a, t- a tweet or a text or whatever, but God, that he would hold it in, in such a high regard that is an honorable thing that he would walk in honor and god we pray in jesus name that lord whatever you've called him there to do whatever whatever thing to legislate to be the executive branch of the government god we pray that he is protected and that he is enabled to do what he does now lord we pray if there's any corruption in our country in any branch of the government we call it out now we declare it's exposed revealed and removed in the name of jesus thank you father for the justice system to do what it's there to do and god we just thank you in jesus name that our president president is uh, doing a good job for us so that we can live peaceable lives thank you lord strengthen him give him endurance give him the ability to do what he's called to do in jesus mighty name everybody shout amen amen Amen. all right go ahead and be seated all right you ready for the word i believe i got everything done so let's go ahead and get ready for the word all right hold your 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 note sheet up as we honor the written word right now as the, the Bible is the written word of God, the Logos word of God, as we honor it, the word became flesh and dwelt among us, and his name is Jesus. Amen? All right, say this with me. Say, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because he has anointed me to hear and apply his word. I'm about to know better, so that I may do better, have better, and be better. I am becoming everything God has destined me to be. I am becoming everything the devil fears I'll be. I'm becoming everything the haters say I could never be. So after today, I will never be the same. In Jesus' name, amen. Come on, slap three people, high five, and say it's a new season, baby. Amen. All right, well, open up your note sheets and let's get started. You've got your clipboard there and your pen so that you can fill in the blanks and you can remember what it was you learned when you, when you leave church. And use this, this note sheet as a study guide all week long. Use it as a prayer guide as you're, as you're um, praying the word of God over a new season in your life. All right, so new season. We have turned the corner fully into summer. Here it is. It's hot. The sun is shining. It is, um, it is, it is something else out there. Is it, it's Hannah's birthday. Where is Hannah? Happy birthday, Hannah. When's your birthday? A couple days? Well, happy birthday to you. We love you. Amen. All right. So it's a new season. We've turned the corner into um, June. The kids are out of school. Many people have graduated. Talk about it a little bit today. The Bible talks about new seasons or, or about seasons in life. Our life is made up of seasons. Amen. Oh, no, I'm good. It was just, yeah, no, I'm good. Thank you. It wouldn't help. <clears throat> just one of them old frogs in your throat. Okay, okay. Ecclesiastes 3.1, it says, To everything there is a season. 
a time for every purpose under heaven. So our life has been made up of seasons. Amen. How many of you know that uh, pre, but you know, just getting born until you're four years old is a season. You know, be, being a baby without able to walk, out able to talk. Then, then you get past that season of not being able to, all of a sudden you're able to talk, you're able to walk. You know, you go into a new season. Then, then there's that kindergarten season. Then there's that, you know, um, that season for elementary school. Then there's a season for junior high, a season for high school. Then there's a season for college. And there's a season where reality sets in. <laughs> Life, L-I-F-E, you got to have a J-O-B, amen. You got to go to O-W-O-R-K and make M-O-N-E-Y, amen. So so that's a season that comes in your life that lasts a, a lot longer. And then, you know, we get married, that's a season. And then there's, you know, that's a season before the children come. And then when the children come, you know, that's a long season. That's a season and a commitment that lasts Forever, Amen. Because they're always going to be, they're always going to be your children, Amen. So that became there was your season before you had a child, and your season after you had a child will always be your child, Amen. So and then you then you get through that season, get them raised up. They just graduated yesterday, praise God, or or whatever you know. So now I'm in the season after that. I'm an empty nester, you know. Um, and then then your, your kids get married, and then your kids have kids, and and then you're a grandparent, which is a glorious, wonderful thing. Hallelujah. And then and then then after you become a grandparent, you know, you're just, you know, so happy and then your grandkids get grown and then sometimes you have, you know, you live long enough to see great grandkids. I mean, we go through different seasons in our life. There's a retirement season. There's a season where, you know, it, you kind of go back to the beginning season to the next. So there is everything. There is a season. How many of you know you can get do a new thing? I will even make a road in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. I'll do something you've never seen before, which will usher you in to a brand new city, resulting from the earth's changing position with the sun. And I think, you know, it, it kind of is like us. You know, we're in, you know, we're in this relationship with Christ, and it's not only about just our life things so important because what you do in that season determines how the rest of your spiritual life is going to go. Because you get saved. You can't just get saved. You need to be baptized. You need to let your church walk you through what your next steps are. And don't buck against your pastor. Because your pastor knows what you need. I've been there 25 years ago. And I know what worked for me. It's going to work for you too. Amen. You got to get baptized. You got to be discipled. You got to get in class with Pastor Carolyn. Let her teach you firm foundation. The foundational truths that you need to build your life on. Because when the storms of life come and they're coming. Your house, your life will stand right through it. Amen. So, you know, then, then you get discipled and then you begin to serve God. You begin to give tithes and offerings. There was me before being a tither and me after being a tither. There's only two. I once was not a tither. Now I'm a tither. I've been a tither for 25 years. You know, I'm faithful in my tithing because that's the season that I'll be in for the rest of my life because I'm a believer. For the rest of my life, I'm a believer. It was brought to my attention. It's hard for her to do. So it was brought to my attention. Like, I need somebody to just serve God just pushing a button on Sunday morning. And if that's you, let Jennifer know so she can put you on the, on the light board. Uh, that's all you got to do is just stand over there and push a button. But without it, it's kind of like I'm a body with just one arm. I'm doing everything with just this one arm and no legs. You get it? So it's like I need somebody else to come along and be another arm. We're the body of Christ. So you begin to serve God. 
you serve him with your gifts and talents anywhere you are whatever you could go deeper than just getting your life together you weren't saved just for your life you're saved to be make impact in other people's lives so then then you move into another season of being developed as a minister every minister every every member should be of the work of the ministry we're getting ready to do our ministry development. I need you to know how to save somebody, how to get somebody saved. You know the scriptures. You've written them on your heart. You need to know how to lead somebody to Christ. You need to know how to get somebody filled with the Holy Spirit. You need to know how to lay hands on someone for them to be healed so that you're not timid about it. They'll say, wait a minute, let me call my pastor. I might not be available. You need to know how to do it yourself, how to lay hands on somebody and, and release your faith for somebody to be healed. Amen. So, um, you know, you need to know how to minister to someone who's lost a loved one, how to minister at a funeral or minister, just minister to someone who's, who's lost, lost somebody important to them. You need to, you need to know how to do these things. Amen. So, so that those are seasons and seasons that we're pushing towards. Amen. But you, I mean, you know, you can't skip kindergarten and go right to college. So you got to come in and get in the process of, of, of moving into these things. So, God will do a new thing. There's a new season. Look at how, how seasons go. Fall. In fall, the leaves begin to fall and die. Winter, barrenness, hibernation, isolation, insulation. So you go through, there, we go through seasons dying or falling apart. You better know when you're in that kind of a season, God has a plan to restore everything. Yes. See, things that have been lost from your life, God is a restoring God. I'm living proof. He said, wherever the canker worm has stolen, wherever the locusts came and chewed it up, he said, I am going to bring it back. I will restore to you everything that has been lost in your life. So if you go through a season of dryness, a season of barrenness, don't trip. Don't worry about it because God is going to put it all back. He'll put back more. Just like I told Evelyn last week, I said, God has a way of blessing you so much and make you forget somebody's name. Amen. You go through a season of a tough season. Look, here's the good news. It's just a season. Fall moves into winter. Winter moves into spring. And that's when things begin to live again. You thought you were never going to get past something, but things begin to live again. You begin to feel your heart again. You begin to have joy again. You begin to have happiness again. You go into a season of, of, uh, of resurrection. Things you never thought could be put back. God begins to put them back. And then summer, which the season that we've turned into, I think it's awesome because it says summer is reaching optimal growth. Think about it, how everything grows. Why? There's more, there's a, the, the days are longer. There's more sunshine and everything grows by the sun. Amen? And, and by watering and by fertilizing. And we're talking about having fruitful lives. I'm telling you, this summer is going to be fruitful for Acceleration Church, Pastor Robert. It's going to be fruitful in our private lives. It's going to be fruitful here in this church. We're going to grow right through summer. Amen? A lot of churches sit back. No, we're pushing through with a building campaign, which is unheard of. We are pushing through. Why? Because that's what kind of church we are. We're a growing church. We're a church that is that is fruitful and we're and tremendously fruitful this year. We will grow. Say that with me. Say, we will grow right through the summer. So we're going to grow spiritually. This track I'm talking about getting you on, if you're not in that track somewhere, I need you to get on it. I need you to get in class. Class starts on Sunday mornings at 930 with Pastor Carolyn. And when you come in, just, just come in, grab you a cup of coffee at the kitchen, get you a, 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 a taco or a donut, and just come right into that, that room right there. It's my office, right back there where Kevin is standing. You just go right into that room. You don't have to sign up. All you got to do is show up. Just get here. We get, you can bring a Bible with you. You don't got one, we'll hand you one. 
But just there's no excuse for you not doing it. We've done all our part. And we do have child care during the time that you come in for class. So you get through firm foundation, then you get in leadership development. You get finished with leadership development, then you get right in my ministry class. Amen? So you've got you to do that. If you haven't been baptized, sign up to get baptized. Maybe you got baptized a long time ago, and then you fell off, and you, 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 you acted a monkey in your life, and you just, you know, just, just really, you, you, you weren't serving God at all. Come on, let's make a show of the fact that you've given your life to Christ and you're starting on the right foot. And let me just show it by, by, by my wedding ring with Christ. Amen? Amen. So, so sign up to do that on the app. So we're believing God that, uh, that this, right through this summer that uh, we're, our building is, is going to expand. You know, we've already started. We're already doing it. So I need you to get in agreement with me with that building and, and with our new sanctuary because um, we have, we have uh, de- dedicated a day in August. We haven't decided on the actual day yet, but my of the summer where we decide we're going to have 200 people in attendance. So it's not my responsibility. It's our responsibility. So we decide on the day that we dedicate our new place that it'll be like a friends and family day or not just friends and family, but a day that we invite everything moving. Everything, if it's moving. I mean, invite the roaches. Invite every, invite every, no, don't invite the roaches. But I bind that now in Jesus' name. No roaches. I don't do roaches. I saw a roach, I would run right out and leave all y'all here. <laughs> no, so don't bring the roaches. I don't know whether he said that was dumb. But just, but invite everybody that you know. You know, get you a list now and begin praying over it. Like on Easter, we were full. But, but we want to go beyond full. We're releasing our faith for big. Amen. We're releasing our faith for over 400 people in attendance on Sunday mornings in our new sanctuary. That's how many people will fit in that room right there. We get fit 400. It's huge, y'all. It's awesome. So I just, I just need you to get in agreement with me and let's release our faith that in this season we're pressing and we're all making it individually our business to invite people to come to church. Amen. So the Bible says there's a time and a season for everything. Look at it in the message. It says there's an opportune time to do things, a right time for everything on the earth. Ecclesiastes 3, 2 through 8, it says a right time for birth and another for death, a right time to plant and another to reap, a right time to kill and another to heal. Now, that doesn't say nobody go kill anybody. That's not what that means. A right time to destroy and, a right no, and another to, con, to construct. A right time to cry and another to laugh. A right time to lament and another to cheer. A right time to make love and another to abstain. If you ain't married, you better be abstaining. A right time to embrace and another to part. A right time to search and another to count your losses. A right time to hold on and another to let go. A right time to rip out and another to mend. right time to shut up and another to speak up. Come on, somebody say amen right there. We have to learn when it's time to just, you know, don't say nothing. Because it's not going to help if you say anything. Just keep your mouth shut. Amen. Don't get yourself in trouble. Eight, a right time to love and a right time to hate. I really don't think there's ever time to hate. But a right time to enjoy it while you're in it. Enjoy it while you're in it. Woo. So there's a time limit on a season. That's good to know, isn't it? There's a new season coming. If you're in a season that you don't like, look, there's a time limit on it. Because winter only lasts so long, right? Spring begins to bud. I mean, one day the, the, the trees look like sticks, and the next day there's leaves popping out on them. So, so things can change quick, but there's a new season coming. So that's a good news when you're in a season of testing. How many of you have been in a season of testing? It's only a test. 
This is a test. It's only a test. And a test comes to an end. And you know that when the test is going forth, that's when the teacher is quiet. Things are quiet when you're in a test. That's okay. It's not going to last forever. Remember that there's an opportunity in every season. Say, Lord, open my eyes so I see what's the opportunity in this season. He brings you to the company of people. Like he'll change a season where people around you begin to change. Lord, what is, what's the opportunity in this season? And make sure you're not living in an expired season. Check the date, check the date, check the date. Amen. We don't want to live in a season that God is finished with. You know, too many of us are sitting in a, in a season that's over with, and it's time to get up and move into the new. You know, God's a good checker player. He doesn't move if it's your turn. So, you, you know, you got to get up and move toward vision. You know, we could just sit right here and say, well, we're just waiting on God. No, we're building out a sanctuary without the money to do it. We're doing it a little bit at a time and just believing the money in. Amen? And, 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 and that money follows ministry. So as we begin to minister, that the, the money, the, I'm not even worried about it. We're just doing it and we're declaring by August we're going to be in there. Amen? So because, we're, because we're just, we've decided there's a, new, there's a new season. Amen? So don't live in an expired season. Decide, you know, and God's moving. God is a moving God. Amen. The children of Israel followed him. He was a cloud by day and a pillar of fire by night. So we keep our eyes on him. And, and when he nudges us to move or nudges us to do something, we got to do it, right? And with the new season comes a new routine, new habits. You can't do last season's habits and routine in a new season. Sometimes we got to step up our game a little bit. you got to step up your game a little bit. If you're unfaithful, if we move you to the next season, you're still going to be raggedy, tore up, and ratchet. So you're not going over here till you get this straight over here. So I'm ready to move. I want to move into this season. There's every bit of the desire of my heart to be over here. But, you know, how many of you know God's in the details? The little things. You know, you've got to get your life in order. You've got to decide that you're going to, I'm going to come up to another level. If you're faithful in a little, you'll be faithful in a much. If you're unfaithful and ratchet in a little, you're going to be ratchet in much. So God is the author of promotion. He will push you into that new level, but you've got to decide I'm through with the old level, the old me, the old way of living. Amen? Gonna do, I'm going to create new habits, new routines. I'm, I'm in a new season right now where um, I'm super excited. You know, I, I came for two days last week and, and spent the whole day here and worked better here. So I'm changing my season of um, working from home to working from the church. And uh, I know that I'm supposed to write some books this year. I've got three books that I want to do by August. Now, I've already written these books previously, but God said, I want you to just fluff those up, work on those, get them, bring them up, because I wrote these books back in 2004. So I'm going to redo those books, because that's an easy pathway. Sometimes when you think, write a book, it seems so big. It's like, God, how do I even write a book? But I write a sermon every week. Surely there's writing in me. So I've got to change my, um, 
I've got to change my habits, and I've got to make sure that, that I include that uh, as part of my, my, my daily stuff that I'm doing. I'm in a season with my husband who loves to play golf. And I love to play golf. I love golf. So um, I'm having to make time in my schedule every day when I can just go hit balls. Because it, golf is tricky. You know, I've got to enjoy my life, right? God came to give me an abundant life, right? So I can't, um, you know, miss abundant life trying to help everybody else find it. I've got to carve me out some time. The Lord really messing with me about this. I have to carve me out some time to make sure I'm doing something I enjoy. So I just go to the golf range, and I've taken a few lessons, and I just get out there and try to figure out what it is I'm supposed to be doing. Where is this shoulder supposed to be? How am I supposed to hold my head? What are my feet supposed to be doing? And, you know, everybody in the world is trying to tell me what to do. You want me to help you, ma'am? I'm like, sure, I'll take all the help I can get. One guy's like, stop picking up your foot. You're picking up your foot. I'm like, I didn't even realize I was. And another guy's like, why are you, why are you going? Why is your back swing so far? I'm like, I didn't know it was. But anyway, you just stand there and you try to fix all these things that everybody tells you that you're doing, that you're doing wrong. But, but that's something I'm trying to put in my schedule because it's part of my season. See, I can't have last season schedule in a new season. Amen. So if you're in this new season, you've got to restructure your life and restructure, you know, just make a schedule for yourself. I watched a movie the other day called Arctic. Anybody seen that movie? where the guy, his plane has crashed and he's like in the Arctic and he's trying to survive out there and he's got his watch that he die. He's got to be on his game and several steps ahead. And so the watch would beep when it was time for him to go out and check the, fish, the fishing hole. It would beep when it was time for him to go and shovel off the big SOS sign he put in the, in the snow. So he'd, he'd do that for so much time. He'd work on it for so much time a day. And then he would go, it would beep, and then, okay, well, now it's time to check the fish. He would check the fish. And then it would beep again, and it was time for him to go out and just spin this thing around that would make like a beacon go up uh, from his plane. So, but he said his class, and that really spoke to me. I'm like, wow, this guy is functioning out there because he's got a schedule. He set his watch. If he's going to survive in this season, he had to have a schedule of what he did and when. So I'm just saying, you need to check your schedule. This season schedule, are you operating on an expired schedule from an expired season, hoping you're going to get new season results? It's worth thinking about. It's worth taking a look at. I have fitness goals this year in my life. I'm 56 years old, and uh, I want to be in good shape so I can live a long time. I'm finally really happy, and I want to live a long time. So I've got fitness goals. I'm trying to watch my, my, my diet. I got myself off cookies. Oh, Jesus. Because we went full force on cookies after this last fast we had. Me and Murray were like, I think I want a cookie. He's like, I think I want a cookie too. <laughs> At the cookie place, you know they already know our order. When we walk in, they're like a, a black and tan of chips and friends. Yes. They don't have to ask anymore. They just get it out. We called one night because we were going to get there a minute after they closed, and we didn't want them to lock the door because we have gone to the door. <laughs> but we called and said, you know, could y'all just stay open for a minute for us? They're like, are you the one who gets the chips and friends of the black and tan? I'm like, yes, that's us. They knew who we were just when we called, so that's a shame, ain't it? So we went full force on cookies in. And so now, um, you know, I gained like 10. I'm not going back. I'm not going back to that season. Amen. So I want to uh, get myself in shape, and, and I want to get my body in shape. And so that's going to require a whole new routine, a whole new set of habits. If you, you know, whatever you want, you've got to change what you're doing if you're going to get it. Amen? All right. 
So it's all about you, how you handle the routine of a new season. Okay, um, and also when one loyal to me or unfaithful to me or, or um, trying to usurp or, or whatever, this is not something that I have sown. I have been faithful, amen? Yeah. So you have to look at your situation and say, this is not my crop. I did not sow this. This is not my crop, amen? So you've got to look at that and see it. All right, so number one, let's go quickly through these. It's not going to take long at all. Number one, God has a plan in every season. In every season that you're in, don't think that, oh, my God, oh, my God, how did this get to me? How did this happen? I'm sure Joseph felt the very same way. Well, I'm supposed to be ruling. Why in the world am I a slave? How did this happen? His own brothers sold him into slavery. His cousins, the Ishmaelites, took him into Egypt, and there he is, a slave. He's supposed to be all his brothers bowing, bowing down to him according to his dream and his heart. So this, he was... He was in a season, but how do you know it was a season that didn't look, didn't look right? We know that, that uh, he got thrown into prison because his Potiphar's wife accused him of doing something he didn't do. So how many of you know it looked like he was in a season that was terrible? God had a plan in that season. He was right where God wanted him to be. So sometimes we find ourselves in a season that we don't understand, we don't like. you got to know, God, I know you got a plan in this. Somehow, some way, you got, so you're about to send for me. Because it finally came down to when Pharaoh called, he sent for, for, for Joseph, and he changed his clothes, and he went, and he ascended to the very throne. Just, just Pharaoh's ring was the only thing that, that was uh, different between Joseph and Pharaoh. So he was in a season that looked terrible, but God had a plan in the season. What looked like a setback was actually a setup for him to be in the right place at the right time for God to call for him. Jeremiah 29, 11, it says, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. So you better know in whatever season you're in, there is a plan and there is a purpose. There's a purpose for it. God, God has a reason for it. And, you know, sometimes, sometimes what we think is the devil it's really just God stirring the nest of an old season. Some of you know, a, a, an, eagle, an eagle builds a huge, enormous nest. And it's just amazing that an eagle can build a nest with no thumbs. It's amazing. An eagle builds an enormous mess, uh, nest, and then they, they line it with the soft stuff. So the, the, they lay the eggs, they sit on the eggs, so the eggs hatch, the little precious little babies are in there, they sit on the babies until they, you know, grow, they bring them food and feed them, they get feathers, and, and, and when it gets to the point where these little, these little darlings can just about fly, that's a new season. And see, the little chicks may not recognize it's time for a new season. My mom's looking at them like, y'all wearing me out. Y'all big enough to fly, and I, y'all got me flying back and forth all day, and, 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 and no, it's time for it. So what the, what the eagle will do is stir the nest. The eagle will, will take the soft stuff out, and the, and, and the chicks are like, hey, mom, what you doing? What's going on here? But, but make it where it's uncomfortable, where they won't want to stay, and they start coming to the nest less. So those eagles will have to eventually get out that nest and go begin to take care of themselves. So my point in saying that is you think it's the devil doing, making you uncomfortable in your situation. But it's not the devil. Sometimes it's not the devil. Sometimes it's God stirring your nest to get you to move into a new season, a season of flight. Come on, those eagles weren't meant to sit in a nest the rest of their life. They were meant to fly. They were meant to soar. So God wants you to get out of the nest so, so you can soar. Um, Jennifer um, had a situation. Have, do you mind if I talk about it? A, a situation. Um, it was like May the 5th. May, May the 5th. What is today? June 2nd. June, today is June 2nd. So just about a month ago. 
um, her, her said, don't park right here, but other people were parking right in front of their place. And so um, they sent a text saying, well, you know, I thought we weren't supposed to park here, but look, uh, these other people are parking here. So you see, the guy said, you know, let this be a lesson in respect. Get out. How I many you know that's wrong? And that can send you into a panic. you got 30 days to get out. So she's like, oh, my gosh, what am I going to do? And when she called, she was, like, crying. She was upset. I said, okay, this is, this just is, is a time to get up and bust a move. This is a time where God is going to, uh, you, you know, you take a step towards God, he takes a step towards you. So, so she made some calls, and, and uh, one place fell through, and, and I'm so glad that. Uh, but, um, but she found a place and uh, found favor with the people. They worked with it on getting her deposit in and everything. Um, she got moved in, finished up on yesterday or day before yesterday. The 30th, she got moved in, and it's just the cutest little place. They increased. It's a bigger place, less money, bigger place, less money. Everybody's got their own room now, hardwood floors, big, huge backyard. Park anywhere you want to park. So I I took her to lunch this week, and I said, Jennifer, you know, that wasn't the devil. At first, we thought, this is nothing but the devil. But I said, that was just the just God stirring the nest to get you out of that old season and into a, ne- into a new season. I said, you know what? That season is over. You are in a new season. This is the favor of God. Amen? Praise God. So, so Romans 8, 28, it says, And we know that all things work together for good to those who love God, to those who are called according to his purpose. So number two, bearing fruit in every season. So I might be going through a season, and I'm in a season, but God says that we'll bear fruit in every season, bearing fruit in every season. This is a year of tremendous fruitfulness. We're releasing our faith, declaring that we are, we are bearing tremendous fruit this year. So number two, bearing fruit in every season, Psalm 1, 1 uh, 2 through 3, it says, but his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law we meditate day and night. We shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth its fruit in its season. I like how the message translation says bearing fruit, fresh fruit, in every, fresh fruit every month, whose leaf also shall not wither, and whatever he does shall prosper. You know, when you look back on seasons of your life, you can see benefits that you could never see during the season. During the season, you thought, what the what? What is going on here? But when you get past it and you look back at it, you can say, oh, God, I see you in the whole thing. But you've got to get past it. While you're, in, while you're in, a, in a season, you can't really see the fruit or the nutritional value of that season. But we have to trust God that he has a plan for that season, amen, and that we'll bear fruit. You know, for seven years, I lived in a mobile home down Lee Road while we were um, pastors here. And uh, we had bought the mobile home because way over on Tice Road, um, we, we, we were doing cowboy church with our pastor. So we bought a mobile home so we could live on the church property so we could help take, a, take care of our horses. We had 27 horses that we used for cowboy ministry. So when we moved over here onto Lee Road, my pastor passed away. That ministry stopped. We began a new ministry. We got this, this building, and this was our church uh, starting, like, I think back in 2000, I believe it was. This, this was, our, this was our, our church building. And so we lived in that mobile home. We moved it over here to a piece of property that we planned to build a church on, on Lee Road. It was 20 acres. So while the mobile home was in the back corner, somebody say back corner. There was a road, but it was a mud road. And so we would have to park in the front and walk 20 acres to the back. 20 acres is a long way in the dark. 
It's a long way in the mud. It's a long way when it's raining. It's a long way when you got groceries and a flashlight and a purse and your Bibles. I didn't go anywhere with less than three Bibles because you didn't have it on your phone back then. You had to have the book. So it was, it was a season of like, oh, God, I'm showing you that I'm faithful. You know, I could be living anywhere, but I'm choosing to live there so that we can have a church. I'm choosing to sacrifice. I'm in a season of sacrifice. And I've been in that season of sacrifice for a long time, but that's okay. I know payday is coming. (laughs) I know that the day that I see, I don't mean payday with money, but I know that goes along with it. But I'm talking about the payday of the desire of my heart to see souls being saved, to see this place filled to overflowing, to see people standing in line to get in, to hear the word of God that's been seasoned in me. So I... I, uh, Went back there the other day as, we, as I was taking Yuri and uh, Mom back to see uh, Jennifer's house. Um, we drove through that neighborhood. which is, There's a neighborhood now that used to be our property. So, you know, as I drove through, I was just like, wow, whew, glad that season is over. <laughs> Not that I mind living in a mobile home because I, I had it tricked out. <laughs> it was totally tricked. But, but what I, what, but, you know, walking from the front to the back. There's so many things I learned in that season because I thought, God, what was the benefit of this season? seems like I did so much but then lost so much. You know, what was the benefit? And you can look back over a chunk of years and say, God, I I see the benefit in it now. I I learned so much. I learned how to trust God. You know, I got to one one, uh, point where I I showed uh, mom the place where I was standing when I turned and looked at that road because we already paid the money to have the road paved. And uh, and it had rained so much they couldn't come and put it in. And uh, I'm, I'm still walking, crying and walking. I was pitiful, but I wasn't powerful. God does not move by your pitifulness. He's moved by your faith. And by what you say out of your mouth, faith-filled words. So I stopped heading this way to go to my car, and I looked at that road, and I said, Road, be in Jesus' name. And the next day they were pumping water out and, and putting the road in the very next day. So I learned some things in that season. It was hard. Yeah, it was hard. It was hard. But I learned some stuff. So I want you to never, never waste a season. Learn. Learn how to talk to things and, and see them manifest like I did. Psalm 92, 13 through 15, it says, Those who are planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish in the courts of our God. They shall steer, still bear fruit in old age. They shall be fresh and flourishing declare, to declare that the Lord is upright. He is my rock. So I could see how I was bearing fruit even in that season where it just seemed like, what in the world is going on here? Amen. Number three, God is working on me in every season. He's working on and he who has begun a good work and you will complete it until the day of Christ. So this, this season that you're in has everything to do with God working with you, whether it's a prosperous season, whether it's a season where great things are happening, or it's a season where you're like going, Lord God, what in the world is going on here? It's still, it's to cooperate with him and let him take you where he wants you to go. And knowing that there's a reason for the season will give you, give you peace. There's a reason for the season. Just like, you know, we say at Christmas time, Jesus is the reason for the season. Well, there's a reason for the season. And I've got to be content in that season. What is content? A state of peaceful happiness, fulfilled, cheerful, unworried, untroubled, at ease, comfortable. God wants you, that's how, that's the state God wants you to live in, whether you got a whole lot or whether you're in lack. Whatever is going on in your life, he wants you to be content. Philippians 4, 11 through 13. Paul said, I have learned 
to be content. Would y'all put a circle around? I have learned, I have learned, I have learned to be content, whatever the circumstances. I know what it is to be in need. I know what it is to have plenty. I've learned the secret of being content in, in any and every situation, whether well-fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or in want. I can do everything through him who gives me strength. Amen. So there's season of seed time, season of waiting, season of harvest, season of testing and breakthrough. Be in peace of them in all of them. Amen. And uh, 1 Corinthians 10, 13, I love this right now. I love this scripture. There's no temptation or trial or test. When you read it in the Amplified, it also means trials and tests. Has overtaken you except such as is common to man. In other words, you are not the only one. The devil wants you to think that you're the only one going through this. You're isolated. That's why people take their lives. They're like, I can't take this. I can't bear this. Don't nobody else have this much trouble in their lives. That's a lie from the devil. Other people are going through stuff too. I'm going through stuff right now. There's stuff that we go through. There's stuff I'm working on in my life. I'm trying, I'm trying to get healed in some areas. Amen? So, so, so um, it's, it's common demand. Other people are going through stuff. So don't look at somebody and say, well, I wish I could be like them. You don't say that because you don't know what they got behind the scenes, stuff you don't see. We can put a real good face forward on Facebook. There's some stuff going on in all of our lives. We all have issues that we're dealing with. All right? So there's nothing that you're dealing with that's not common to man. But God is faithful who will not allow you to be tempted or tried or saved beyond what you're able. But with the temptation will also make. So if it got to me and I'm going through it, then that, that just means if I'll just be patient, if I'll just stick it out, if I'll just walk through this, no by now. But see, he doesn't have any new tricks. He just keeps using those old tricks over and over. Amen. So we're not going to let it destroy it. Or you can, you can let it make you bitter. You know, you go through something. Anybody know somebody who's just bitter, negative, just talking about the bitter stuff that happened 20 years ago? Why are you still fussing about that? Come on and get out of it. There's no such thing as a bitter, loving Christian. You've got to get out of bitterness. Don't let bitterness take you out. It says that the bitterness will disqualify you. A root of bitterness will disqualify you. So you've you got to get rid of bitterness. And, you know, people can do some really whack things to you. They can really, I mean, just life can beat you up. But you got to decide, I'm not going to get bitter. I'm going to get better. I'm going to declare the blood of Jesus over my heart. It's able to cleanse my conscience from dead works. I'm going to say I forgive them whether I feel it or not. And then your feelings will follow your faith confession. Amen. Number three, or you can let it make you stronger. Yeah, I've been through some stuff. But when I look back over what I've been through, it's not worthy to be compared with the glory that's going to be revealed in me and revealed in my life. Hallelujah. So let it make you stronger, glory to God. So there's a purpose for everything God permits in your life. Romans 8, 28. And we know that all things work together for good to those who love God, to those who are called according to his purpose. God just works it all in there together. It's kind of like when you bake a cake. I mean, you know, cake is good. Okay, but if you look at the ingredients of cake individually... There's some salt in there. Let's just get a big old spoonful of salt. Yuck. You know, raw egg. There's, there's a, a, a flour. Flour is no good by itself. And then you put in some baking soda or baking powder, and you mix it all in there together with the sugar. And what happens? It turns into something amazing. So, so you just got to know that God can take all this stuff that all by itself is yucky, but he's turned it into, into a masterpiece. It's going to all be part of the plan, all be part of the testimony. It's going to make the testimony even better. Hallelujah. 
All right. And then number five, you got to be faithful in every season. You know, and I think the hardest season trouble or gets in a situation where, where, you know, if God don't help, I'm going down, I'm going to jail, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to get put out. I mean, it's going to be, you know, it's bad. And they come seeking God, you know, and and really seeking God with all their heart. And and then um, when things get better, you can't find them. You can't find them. Yeah, I call that bacon grease Christianity. (laughs) When you get, when your fat gets in the fire, you hear that pop, snap, crack. You get you get yourself in church, but then once it all settles down, then you're like, you know, I ain't got time for God. Well, I'll get there if I can. I'm not sure if I can. I don't know if I can make it this time. You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna try. I'm gonna, I'm gonna try, but you know, faithful in every season. See, that might be what's holding you back from the season where God really wants to reveal your destiny and your purpose. Is that is that you're not giving Him all right where you are. I know I'm right. I know I'm right. You got to give them all. See, that was my, my thing in my closet at 31 years old, 25 years ago, when I raised my hand and I said, all. I'm all in. You can have all of me. I'm not going to give you this part and hold this part back. God, you can have it all. And that's where we have to be. We have to say, God, I'm not giving you a half, a half bit of my life, but I'm giving you all because why I want all of the results that you can do with me if I give you all. I don't want part of what he can do. I want all of what he can do with my life. Amen. So faithful in every season. So when you get blessed, don't forget God. When everything's going fine and you've you got a choice, do I go to the beach today or, or do I go to the church and then go to the beach after I go to church? Amen, it's summer. I'm not saying there's something wrong with going to the beach, but not the whole summer. Deuteronomy 8, 12 through 14. When you have eaten and are full and have built beautiful houses and dwell in them, and when your herds and your flocks multiply and your silver and your gold are multiplied and all that you have is multiplied, when your heart is lifted up and you forget the Lord your God. Don't let your heart be lifted up that you forget. Faithfulness hinges on what we value as important combined with commitment. Did y'all see that there? Is it in your note sheet? Did I put it in your note sheet? Put a big circle around it. Faithfulness hinges on what we value as important combined with commitment. So it's important to me, therefore I am committed to it. Amen? We'll, we'll be faithful to what we truly so awesome right here because here Jesus has been resurrected and, and, and just, bef- just before that Jesus, they just follow you just because you're a leader. He said, I'm going fishing. You've been sitting around here. I believe it on your commitment to the new route without you. That must be a pick of what's comfortable. And go into this, go on the Excel part. Declare a new season. Whatever season you're in, say, I call an end to this season. I declare my season of frustration and lack is hallelujah. So call an end to a season. I declare, the Bible says, I'll have whatsoever I say. So begin to speak your new season into existence. Mark eleven twenty three. for assuredly I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea. I'm speaking to that old season and say, you are gone. You are out of here. And does not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things he said will be done. He will have whatever he says. The Bible talks about four lepers who were, who were, um, Lepers, so they were banished from everything, and they they were by themselves, and they're all there's a, a famine in the land, and uh, they're all about to starve to death. But they said, you know, if we just sit here in this season, we are going to starve to death. 
But why don't we get up and go, go into Syria and see if we can get some bread? We nothing but four lepers. They might kill us for coming in, but we're going to die here anyway. Might as well take a chance. And so the Bible says that as they got up and as they started to walk toward the Syrian camp, the Bible says that God amplified their footsteps. So it sounded like an army was coming to the Syrian camp. So the Syrians all ran off and left. The lepers go in there like, hey, it's dinner time. <laughs> there was, they, they, they ate and uh, there was plenty of bread for them. But they called an end to this old season. You got to say, you know what? I, what have I got to lose? That's what they said. What have I got to lose? I'm ready to just move into this new season and take a chance. The, the miracle happened when they got up and started to walk towards it amen so that's where the miraculous is gonna is gonna be there with you when you start to walk towards it he amplified their steps when they walked but you start walking towards us even if it looks sketchy god will god will straighten it out and then elijah there was a three-year drought and famine and, 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 and there had been no rain. Elijah called an end to the drought. And the Bible says he was a man with a nature like yours and mine. And he declared an end to the season of drought. And the Bible says that he put his head down on a clear blue sky day. That he, that he, the, the sun was shining and it was a beautiful day. It wasn't cloudy with a chance of rain. There was no chance of rain when he put his head between his knees. And the Bible said he put his, he put his head between his knees. I believe he did that so he wouldn't see what was, what was there. And he would begin to see with his, with his spiritual eyes. He said, I hear the sound of the abundance of rain. I hear the sound of what I'm looking for in this new season. I'm looking for abundance. He declared, I hear the sound of abundance. And he began to speak. And he sent his servant like seven times to go and look. And the servant would go and look and he said, I don't see anything. And he'd come back and say, sir, I don't see anything. Go back and look again because I know I hear the sound of the abundance of rain. And so he'd go back again. He came back finally on the seventh time. He said, sir, I went. It doesn't look like much. It's a cloud the size of a man's hand. He said, you better get up and go because it's about to come a gully washer. Hallelujah. So he, he spoke that, that new season into existence. He spoke abundance into existence. He put his head down and refused to look up until everything around him looked like what he was saying. Hallelujah. So you declare your new season. Hallelujah. In Ezekiel, God says, Ezekiel, can these dry bones live? He said, get up and talk to the bones. Get up and talk to this season of death. Talk to this winter season and say, I command you to get up on your feet and live. Hallelujah. Talk to whatever is going on and say, I am through with you, Caesar. Do you hear me? I am through with you. You have no place in my life. I cast you out in Jesus' name and I declare my new season. Come forth now. Hallelujah. As he prophesied, there was a noise and a rattling and the bones came together and they stood up on their feet in exceedingly great army. So you better start talking to stuff. You better start talking to your season. Talk to your life. If you don't like how it's going, start talking to it. I like Israel Houghton's song. It's a new season. Declare it. It's a new day. Fresh anointing. And it's flowing my way. It's a season of power and prosperity. It's a new season coming to me. Sing it again. It's a new season. It's a new day. Fresh anointing. Fresh anointing, it's coming my way, and it's coming my way. 
It's a season of power and prosperity. It's a new season coming to me. Hallelujah. Give him praise. Glory to God. Father, we bless your holy name. We thank you for your word. We thank you for this new season. We give you praise and glory. And thank you, God, that you're in us. You're in it with us in every season. you got a plan to prosper us in this season. Lord, we just thank you that as we embrace it, we make a new schedule. We make a new um, routine in our lives. That, Lord, we're through being ratchet. We're through being that last season of, of the old us, God. We're stretching into the new one. And, God, it's not about what nobody sees. Because, God, you see everything. We can't keep it hidden from you, God. Help us to see that that's why promotion is not coming. And God, help us to stretch and to clean things up and to clean our act up so that we can get into that new season you have for us. We declare it. We call it forth now. In Jesus' mighty name, we speak forth and declare there's nothing that can hinder or reverse our season. We say, come forth now. A new season, a greater season, a better season, a new level. Thank you, God, that we're stepping into it. Father, just like I told Jennifer this week, that season is over. You have walked that season out. Now it's time for a new season, girl. Thank you, Father. We declare that over our lives right now. We are ready for a new season in Jesus' name. So as we turn into the summer months, God will step up our faithfulness. We'll step up our serving. We'll step up and, and not forget to tithe or give offerings, God, because we need the offerings, Lord. It, and it, it always comes through your people. That's what makes it a holy house. Because it's given with the holy money, given into the tithe. That's a holy tithe. You're working a work in us as we step into these classes, that we're growing in Christ-like maturity. We're growing in our faith, that we're going through this process, this order of seasons that you have for us, spiritual seasons. Thank you, God. Prophetic seasons. Lord, may we as Acceleration Church step into our prophetic season. Lord, the prophetic season that you spoke from the north, the east, the south, and the west, people are coming to sit at my feet. We call them forth. We are stepping into this prophetic season. Lord, we believe there's enough power in your word to bring it to pass. When you spoke it, God, it is so. And as we walk it out, we thank you, Lord, that this season is accelerating towards us. That's why you've called us Acceleration Church, because it's coming towards us. Thank you, God. We receive it in Jesus' mighty name. Hallelujah. Maybe you're here this morning and you say, Pastor Sally, I'm not right with God. I'm not right with God, but I want to be right with God. Would you pray for me? Yes, I will pray with you this morning. You're here and you say, Pastor Ellie, I, I, I want to give my life to Christ. I want to do like you said and get baptized and, and really begin my new life in him. I want to give him all. You cannot give him half and call yourself a Christian. You've got to give him all. Give him everything that, that is you. All that you have, all that you are belongs to him. So I'm about to pray with you. You say that, Pastor, that's me. I felt the Spirit of God talking to me this morning. I want to I want to receive Christ as my Lord and as my Savior. I'm going to lead you in a very simple prayer with our heads bowed and our eyes closed. Let's pray. Say, Father, in Jesus' name, I confess to you that I am a sinner. I have messed up, sometimes on purpose, and sometimes I'm sure I just didn't know. But I'm sorry for my sins, and I ask you to forgive me. I believe Jesus died on the cross to pay for my sins. And I believe 
that you raised him from the dead on the third day. Jesus, come into my heart. Be the Lord of my life. Teach me. Guide me. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. I'm trusting discipleship in the back. There's a place where you can just simply put a check mark that says, yes, I choose Christ. And come, choose, I choose, I say yes to Jesus. And then I need you to just simply take it over to the table here where Pastor Carolyn, this is our VIP Welcome Center. You're a VIP today. And uh, if you've come for the first time, we're so glad that you're here. Just uh, step over to the VIP Welcome Center. And Pastor Carolyn has a special gift for you that we want to give you. And also we want to give you the information, the roadmap for, for where it is that you need to go, what you need to do. All right, well, it's offering time with God. Amen. So even if I'm on vacation, even if I'm gone, I still need to pay my tithes and offerings. Amen. Because uh, that's my cup giving, and it don't make no sense <laughs> that, 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 that God would speak to my heart that now is the time to push into the new season and push into there. But I know it's God. I know how to hear God's voice, and I know I've heard God. So I need you to be faithful with your tithes, with your offerings. Push with um, giving just a little bit extra.